start with Clay Helton, the head coach of the Georgia Southern Eagles, his first year as the head coach at Georgia Southern. Hi, Coach. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. And this is fast and furious for you, isn't it? There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, they put a bunch in one day yeah, to be do. able to touch all our programs and, and all their communities and being able to spread a, a great message about the Sunbelt Conference and the competitiveness of this conference, the strength of this conference, and to be able to get our voice out there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And it triggers – it's almost start of football, which makes football coaches happy. <laughs> Does it, or do you want more practice time before that first game? <laughs> no, I tell you what, I, I, I've been on the job since November 2nd and year one, and, and you go eight months, and you're like, man, I'm just really excited right. to get going. Um, yes, I am thankful for the 25 more practices to continue to build on our schemes, but I'm really excited to get going with this football team and, and seeing how they compete. Let's start, first of all, with why you took the job. Obviously, there's great tradition at Georgia Southern. There have been great teams over the years. The transition from FCS to FBS, which JMU is making right now, um, was pretty seamless for them. There have been some tough years, though, but talk about what drew you to this job. Ultimately, why did you take the job? Yeah, definitely. One, it was a proven product. It reminds me a lot of James Madison. Absolutely. To be honest with you, you're talking about a rich, storied tradition that has won championships. Um, so it was a proven product, too. The, the quality of leadership right now at the university with Camarero as our president, Jared Benko, and um, to be able to see their vision and their alignment and be able to commit the resources, build a championship football team, I thought was ultra special. Um, I'm from the southeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in the southeast. I know the history of the program and how prideful the community is and absolutely love how much they love football in Statesboro. They Georgia. do. <laughs> I mean, they love it. Yeah. And, and you want to be a part of something that has – a standard and expectations, and I wanted to be a part of that. I think the recruiting base is unbelievable when you talk about the state of Georgia and the surrounding states with Florida, South Carolina, and Alabama. So I thought from a recruiting standpoint, you should be able to do a great job mm-hmm. there. It was just a great fit for me. And, you know, I, I having grown up in the southeast, first half of my coaching career being in the southeast mm-hmm. uh, and then being at USC for 12 years, to be able to come closer to home, be a part of family, to be a part of the Statesburg community in a great place like Georgia Southern, it was a really natural fit for me. A little different than L.A., isn't it? A lot different than L.A., <laughs> a lot different than L.A., but um, God always has a plan. It's not our plan, it's his, and he closed a great door uh, at USC, and he opened another great door for me mm-hmm. uh, in Statesboro, Georgia. We're talking with Clay Helton. He's in his first year as that coach at Georgia Southern. And, you know, talk about that transition because sometimes even transfers coming from FBS to FCS or something like that, Division One to Division Two, mm-hmm. you you go from the Pac-12, USC being there for 12 years, to a Group of Five team in the Sun Belt. Obviously, this is a great league, mm-hmm. and it's unbelievable what what Keith Gill and, and this league is doing and, and how it's expanding. But did you kind of have to? What was it kind of eye-opening for you to just? take a step back and get back to kind of where you wanted to be to well I, I tell you you look at you look at there's only 130 head coaching jobs in FBS and and to be able to be a be in a leadership role which I wanted to be yeah. and then to be able to be at a great place like Georgia Southern I thought I won the lottery twice to be honest <laughs> with you um, I it was also different for me because in 27 years I had never sat in, out of the game um, we all get fired at some point in time in our career, but it's usually at the end of the season. This was early in the season, and I felt what it's like to be away from the game. And it, and it that was, had to be it, hard. It, 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 it wasn't fun. Uh. Um, you know, I believe myself a servant, and I believe uh, I absolutely love uh, helping 18 to 21 year old kids and being a part of their life. And so to be able to have that opportunity again 
was both humbling and very rewarding. Yeah. Um, so the transition has been easy. It's the building of a football team, you know, building trust, building relationships, building a culture. Um, the transition of communities. I left a great community in Los Angeles. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I don't miss the traffic. <laughs> I'll say that. I, I get to imagine. my. I get to my office a lot quicker. A lot quicker. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I've been very fortunate to be a part of this game for 27 years in some great places like yeah. USC and Georgia Southern, mm-hmm. and uh, thankful to be have had my time at both. You're at Memphis, Houston, Duke as well. But did you enjoy your time at USC? I really did. Um, you know, it's I, a special I, place too. Yeah, it really is. It's one of those four or five places you look up and and just uh, the level of expectation and the standards mm-hmm. is what I loved on a day to day basis. Um, it, you got to it was coaching great players, great people, um, meeting alumni that are some of the unique and special part of the history of the game, um, and it reminds me of now coming to Georgia Southern and those same expectations. I mean, mm-hmm. anytime you walk into a place like whether it's James Madison or whether it's or Georgia Southern, you're walking into a place that's won national championships. Absolutely, yeah. And they have a, a very high standard. <laughs> and, and that's and that's why we play the game. And the that's, fans expect that. Yeah, and that's why we <laughs> love the game. So um, I enjoyed my time at USC. I really did. I'm thoroughly enjoying my time at Georgia Southern. Tell me about when you got in and first talked to, to this team and, and – what, kind of what did you find out right away from, from this team? Yeah, you, you know, I love the chip that they have on their shoulder. Yeah. You know, they, they were a three-win program uh, last year, and that's not them. Um, they were kind of embarrassed by it. Um, it's no, They know that that's not what that program is about. Um, we, I had the opportunity, thank goodness, Jared brought me in in early November. Had the, the that had to be huge. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the, last, the last three weeks of the season to be able to watch our football team, mm-hmm. see our strength, see our area of growth, but really get to know kids. Absolutely, and get to know a young man like Dylan Springer, who's with me here today, mm-hmm. a six-year player that really wants to leave a great taste in his mouth uh, and have a great season. So I saw a hunger, I saw a humbleness, uh, kind of a chip on their shoulder of wanting to do something great, and uh, that really, really invigorated me too as a coach to be able to say man these kids love being coached hard uh they want to be challenged they want to be held accountable uh and that's what coaches do so it's been a great challenge but it's been a lot of fun yeah a lot of fun we're talking with clay helton he's the first year head coach at georgia southern the uh, dukes will play georgia southern uh, on october 15th and that will be in that'll actually be in statesboro down there so you know talk a little bit about um being in there for those three weeks those three Mm -hmm. games to see just that had to be so valuable for oh. you. That's something you've probably never done before either, yeah. to be able to and see how they actually play and not just, okay, I'll study film to see how these yeah. guys were. You could actually see them in person. Yeah, you know, the greatest gift you can give a coach is time. <laughs> and to be able to be hired on November 2nd and to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to get to – Usually you hit the ground running. You got two weeks to sign a recruiting class. Here I was able to go. Yeah, I was able to go out in the morning, hit local high schools for the three-hour radius, come back and watch our current team practice and evaluate staff, <laughs> evaluate players, see where see where we needed to grow, mm-hmm. and then build relationships at night with the players and have one-on-one meetings and be able uh, with our current team. Man, that those three weeks were just immense value. It created yeah. a stronger team. Uh, a lot of our players that now in the transfer portal world, you know, that could have been in a transition phase of, oh, maybe I go here, maybe I go there. Really, they said, I want to be a part of this. That's you good, know, man. so uh, it was a very valuable time for us as a staff. 
You know, tell me about this team a little bit, and how much did you have to change the roster? Um, you've got a lot of guys back, but, but you lost some key players as well. How much did you have to change the roster? Yeah, I, you know, we brought 33 newcomers in uh, scholarship-wise, um, and any time you're changing systems, which we've been an option program um, and going to a more balanced offense, mm-hmm. um, there there is some transition and there is some change. I, I think with any program, uh, you have to start with the quarterback. He's got to be the face of your program, the leader, but he also has to fit the system that you're going to run. Uh, we, we have been the national story at an FCS level. We want to be the national story at an FBS level, and to do that, we felt like we needed to be more balanced. We've always been mm-hmm. a proven run game team we will continue to run the ball physically but we felt like we needed to push the ball vertically also I uh, was able to hire a young man named Brian Ellis who did a fabulous job at Western Kentucky and then we were able to bring in an, an, a veteran leader in Kyle Van Trees who's here with us today and um, he's allowed us to have the opportunity to really do what we want to do which is um, be able to take what the defense gives us if mm-hmm. you want to drop eight we'll run the ball and if <laughs> right. you want to blitz we're going to throw it um, so the be able to have that balance has really helped. How, how different are your schemes that you're going to run than what they were running before? Um, offensively, a lot different. Yeah, no, a lot different. Yeah, defensively, I, I think that you'll see um, some a little bit of similarity to last year when it comes to some of the four-down packages and and uh, a little bit of mixture of odd. But um, uh, probably the biggest change that you'll see is um, uh, is on the offensive side of the yeah. ball. Do you, again, Caleb Hood was an honorable mention kid in the Sun Belt a year ago. Amari Jones, Derwin Burgess, all guys that are back that that caught a lot of balls uh, for them a year ago. Do you see those guys as as the guys that have really stepped up for you? Yeah, I was so surprised. When I first came in, I was like, oh, my gosh, are we going to have to sire a bunch of wideouts? There were five (laughs) or six wideouts walking around. I'm going, wow. When you change schemes, all of a sudden you're just like, oh, do we have enough? But you do. (laughs) Yeah, they they actually, I was like, gosh, I might have had they get these guys here. I think they're the happiest on the team because they're seeing their contribution go (laughs) up. Absolutely. And uh, really proud to have them, and and we're fortunate for them to be there. Yeah. Talk about defensively. And, again, you you have three of your top four tacklers back from a year Mm -hmm. ago. that side of the football, do you like yeah. kind of how they're progressing and, and what you like, yeah. what you see on that side? Yeah, the defensive front is an older group. Yeah. It's a veteran group. I mean, I, I think of Dylan Springer and Justin Ellis and Todd and Bradley. You know, it's just an older bunch. Um, and it has some dynamic stars in the back end with a Derek Canteen coming back. We needed to add depth, and that's where we kind of dipped into the transfer portal to be able to add a little bit of depth on that back, back end side and pro- provide a high level of competitiveness. So I I think we really helped ourselves on the back end with a really solid veteran front. Yeah. We're talking with Clay Helton again. He's the head football coach at Georgia Southern in his first year as the head coach of the Eagles. And what do you feel like the, about the transfer portal? I mean, it's uh, it's insane, honestly, right now. But uh, it, it can be good. It can be bad. But how is that challenge? Is, is that a challenge to try and deal with that every year? Well, I, you know, I've been doing it for 27 years in college, and one thing I've learned as whether it was assistant coach, a coordinator, or a head coach, you have to adapt as, as the landscape adapts. <laughs> you and, have to, don't And you? it's changed so many times yeah. over the last three decades. And, and with the transfer portal, you know, you know that roster management has to be a daily thing, um, that you have to understand that it's not only – um, recruiting players to come in, but it's also, you know, showing vision to the current team. About Absolutely, This yeah. is the direction we're going. This is the plan for you and, and selling them on that plan where they feel like, man, this is the best avenue for me to be in. 
Um, and, and I think one of the things that's been a good fortune for us as far as that we've been able to require needs that we've had, but we've kept a lot of our players because I think there's a genuine pride about the university. Absolutely. A lot like James Madison kids that come there. Right. They, they know the tradition. They have a lot of pride, a lot of love. And so you see a lot of the kids staying. I do think the two schools are very similar in, in what we've been talking about. And you've got a couple of former Dukes on your yeah. on your uh, coaching staff right yeah. now. Brian Shore, uh, Matt Merritt are with yeah. you right now. But uh, tell me about those guys yeah. and how they fit in. Yeah, I, I tell you what, two talented young coaches. Uh, you know, Brian's helping us uh, in our quarterback room and, and, and kind of the right-hand man to Brian Ellis right now. And mm -hmm. Coach Shore is a bright young star. Matt Merritt is uh, special. Uh, you know, just having the opportunity to get him from Tennessee and what he's doing with our running backs right now. The recruiter that he is mm -hmm. actually actually um, really put him and Coach Applin in some positions this spring to try to develop them as future coordinators, and he's going to be one of those guys. So, um, yeah, the, James Madison has done a wonderful job <laughs> at developing our coaching staff. So we, it's helped. We, we appreciate it. Well, and just this league in general now, this is your first year in the league, but it, it's changed a lot since the last couple of years in the Sun Belt. But it's already been, it's been strong. Um, I think adding the schools that they've added, it's going to make it even that much stronger. But especially the East Division and the rivals, rivalries and all these schools used to be FCS programs, F FCS powers that are now in the FBS. This is going to be a great league, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I tell you, it's one of the things that drew me to the job. Absolutely. It was just the strength, of the, the strength of the league. You know, when everybody else was breaking apart, here's Commissioner Gill and our presidents not only – holding the league all together but bringing in four unique quality schools mm -hmm. that bolster the league to what I feel is a premier group of five league uh, conference that's out there. I mean, I, I really see this being a conference that will have three, four, five top 25 teams each and every year Absolutely, and yeah. uh, really making a story nationally uh, in how it competes. In JMU, Georgia Southern, they will meet in Statesboro. That will be on October the 15th. That's the first meeting in quite a while between these two teams, first as an FBS program. But, Coach, it was great to catch up yeah, with you. Congratulations you. on everything. Thank and uh, we'll see you on October the 15th. All righty. Take care. Thank you.